0: This episode of Radcast Outdoors is brought to you by PK Lures, Bow Spider, and High Mountain Seasonings. Fish on! Hey, Radcast
1: is on! Hunting, fishing, and everything in between. This is Radcast Outdoors. Here are David Merrill and Patrick Edwards.
0: Well, hello and welcome to another episode of RagCast Outdoors. I'm Patrick Edwards, and once again, on the road way down, down, down in Kentucky is David.
2: I am here. I'm alive. Uh, lots of miles, lots of windshield time, but we have the uh, Archery Trade Association show starts this weekend, and we are going to be here, and it's pretty exciting.
0: That's cool, man. So you've done a lot of miles recently. How many miles have you put on?
2: I think it's 1,600 one way. Something like that. We uh, we made a loop down to, what I said, Nevada. We actually doing a little bit of hunting and filming with Blue Creek Outdoors. We had to cut that short. And then I drove across Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Yeah.
0: It sounds like you're just doing a tour of the United States.
2: Yeah, it was a, a long windshield time, that's for sure. <laughs> but I'm here on the podcast, and I think we have another guest in the studio i'm not there so i can't tell but don't yeah. take it away Patrick.
0: we actually have two guests here and they've been here before if you recall back on episode 61 we had katie and so Jerry. hold on
2: if uh <laughs> if you haven't listened to episode 61 this is a good time to go back and listen to that and then you can go ahead and continue with this episode
0: Absolutely, because you'll miss a lot of context if you start listening to this one and you didn't listen to episode 61. But we had them back then and we had them on to talk about a really cool opportunity that Katie had representing the state of Wyoming and all the citizenry here in a bass fishing tournament. So welcome back, Katie and Jim. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's good to have you guys back and It's terrible roads, so I want to just say thank you for making the drive over here because, I mean, there's, I don't know, I think in some places out here is six inches of snow, so I really appreciate you taking the time and and getting out here, but I want to talk about the bass tournament that you did. I want to hear, and I know a lot of other people have asked, you uh, you know, how it went, so we'll kind of go through that, but kind of give just a brief synopsis or an overview of the opportunity that you had and kind of where you went and those kind of things.
3: Okay. Yeah. So it was a bass fishing tournament like he said and it's called the Big Bass Zone Junior Championship and it's put on by Bill Sammontol and basically you get a fish from January to August I believe it was and you can enter as many fish as you can and whoever has the biggest five bag limit of bass in your state gets to go to this competition. And this year it was down in Taney Como down in um Branson, Missouri. And yeah, so I qualified with a bag limit of just over 14, I want to say. And we wound down up down in Tannicomo. So it was pretty awesome.
0: So, you know, for people who don't know about This kind of tournament again, you probably had like an app on your phone, right? Where you had to keep track of your fish and do all that. So, talk about that a little.
3: Yeah, so it's an app, and it was on my dad's phone. And every time you got the fish, you had to take a picture of the length and girth, and then a picture of you holding it. And you have to have the card that tells you who you like, your number, who you are, and that's how he keeps it legit. And then Bill would look over the photos and basically say if they were legit or not, or add or take away be, like weight based on what he thought. And so, yeah, and it like pinned your location for him to see, but no one else could see it. So it was pretty, pretty cool in that way that, I mean, they weren't giving away your fishing secrets. So that was cool.
0: I'm going to have to call Bill now. <laughs> Where was she catching all these fish? I'm just kidding. That's a sly move. I'm going to make my own app like that so I can keep track of people. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want that either, but no, that's pretty great.
2: So you had a lot of support from people in the endeavor of raising funds and, and sponsoring you in the tournament. Can you talk a little bit about how that went and how it worked?
3: Yeah, so it was crazy. After I was on this podcast, it just blew up, honestly. Like, wow, I, so many people reached out and I had so many opportunities. I got a couple sponsors out of it and it was, it was really cool because in, uh, back in 2019, when we went, we didn't really have this opportunity. We didn't really get any sponsors or fundraise. We just kind of went on our own, but this time it was really cool to see it happening and meeting people and just getting connections. And so it was really cool after this podcast, it just, it just honestly, like I said, it just blew up and it was really cool.
0: I remember when we were talking about this, you came in here and weren't sure, you know, what was going to happen with it. And I said, I don't know, like, but it was a pleasure having you on and we shared it out and then things started to kind of fall into place, but talk a little bit about the awesome uh, Jersey that you're wearing here to tonight. Cause I mean, you should be really proud of that, the sponsors and the different things. So talk about that a little bit.
3: Yeah. So for you who can't see it, <laughs> I am wearing the fishing Jersey that I wore on at the competition and I got to deck it out with all my sponsors and, um, it was really cool. I mean, it it looks exactly like a fishing jersey that a professional would wear and it's it's cool. So I got my all my sponsors on here and I even got a, like a couple different like fishing companies on here. It looks pretty legit and I even had the founder of the competition bill sign it and he wrote "Keep it in the BBZ," which I thought was really cool. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. So, tell me what it was like representing Wyoming as a state and you know, that your constituents here, I'm gonna call us all that, your constituents here in Wyoming. Tell me what that was like for you.
3: It's just honestly such a really cool opportunity. I just, it honestly blows my mind that like I get to say I went to a competition and I was the person for Wyoming. I mean, that that sounds crazy. And I never thought in my whole life that I would be able to do that. And it's gonna be something I tell my grandchildren and it's just really cool. I mean, honestly, I was, I was a little scared. To be like, oh, yeah, I'm the person representing Wyoming, but I went out there and I did my best and I was confident and it was awesome. It turned out good. And yeah, I mean, it couldn't have gone any better. So,
0: And Jim, for you being a dad, tell me a little bit about that for you as
1: well. It's been an interesting road. Uh, The things that we've been through these last, she's been involved in two of these now, the 2019 and 2021. Um, this one was extra special because of, uh, the things that started to happen, uh, with the sponsorship, with meeting you and, and David and, you know, having an opportunity to, to kind of, uh, see who, who's out there, who wants to be a part of this with her. And not only that, but now we've gained friendships and relationships through all this. And, um, it's, it's been something that I think given her a lot of confidence um, I think it's something that's given her, uh, you know, a roadmap of how to deal with some things that maybe are, you know, some adversity uh, because this took both tournaments, you know, they were great. We had a good time. She represented Wyoming well, and, uh, you know, just getting to go is her winning. Um, but uh, actually, at the end of the day, at the at the tournament results, you know, that that was kind of hard to take, you know, for her. And, uh, but she put it in perspective and, uh, you know, it's just getting to go and participating in this is is a win. So,
3: Yeah, and I have something to add on to that. So, like you said, this is the second time we've been. We went in 2019 and that time it was just honestly kind of feeling it out, like getting used to it. But this time, like we had been there, we had like known it. So it was this time it was more about, hey, we're here to do something. I'm here to represent. I'm not this like quiet little girl. I am here I'm going to... It was awesome. So, that was awesome. I
1: was very proud of her, I, I can't say that enough, so... So, how many anglers were actually out in the competition?
3: So, we had 54 anglers, because there was one from all 50 states, and then there was the person who had the largest largemouth and the largest smallmouth, and then there was two extra choices, like random drawings from Bassmaster and... Basscat. Hi- Basscat. And so, they got to come and from those random picks
0: that's a pretty big field (laughs) you know when you're when you're thinking about i mean i know there's other tournaments where you've got hundreds of anglers but still that can be a little bit intimidating i'm sure going into that i mean wouldn't wouldn't you agree is it's just a little bit like holy cow
3: it was very intimidating i mean you walk in there and like some of the people you're like oh man that guy knows what he's doing like he's just (laughs) yeah and so i was like whoa but then you had to remind yourself hey I'm supposed to be here. Like, I, I earned my spot here. So, yes, it was stressful, but I had to remind myself that I was supposed to be there. So.
0: Well, I was going to say, you, you earned your spot there. I mean, catching a 14-pound, five-fish bag limit out of Wyoming for bass is really good. Um, yeah, (laughs) I think I said that in the last episode, just living here my whole life. I know (laughs) that it it takes a long time to grow a decent sized bass in this state anyway. And for you to have a bag limit like that, that was pretty darn good. So, so David, real quick, we're going to talk about bow spider. Um, again, you're down at the ATA show. Um, you guys have a lot going on. So just give us a little update and, uh, Tell us uh, what people should expect from Bow Spider here here soon.
2: Well, we'll be traveling on the road, hitting some of these shows, consumer and private shows. It's have a private um, member only show, but it is you know the Archery Trade Association so All the big players are here. And Katie, you kind of mentioned how hey, you felt like <laughs> you looked around the and said, "Hey, I'm a little bit the block, maybe not supposed right? I still have that feeling looking around when I'm at it, you know or whoever's that I mean, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars just for their booth and it's hundreds of square feet. We've got a little 10 by 10, you know, we're in a 100 square foot area. But I've earned my spot to be here. Um, You know, Bow Spider is a a product that fits the market very easily in the fact that if you need something to hold your bow, whether you're hiking, spotting, stalking, in your truck, on your vehicle... At home on the wall, whether you're whitetail hunting, elk hunting, we have a solution for you. You can check most of the videos out on YouTube, Ghostfighters, the channel. We uh, sell them through 100 retailers in the US now. We have a list on the website. And you can also get on bowspider.com and check them
0: out. There you go. Well said. Yeah. So go to bowspider.com. You can check out not just the bowspider packing system, but they also have apparel and a few other things that you can look at on there. And I know he's got new products coming out hopefully this year. So keep your eye on bowspider.com. And of course, we'll talk about those on the podcast too. But I want to just kind of ask you, getting ready for this trip is kind of a daunting task. I mean you have a lot of stuff to get prepared um so tell us just a little bit about the preparation the trip and just what it felt like once you finally get there and you're you know you're gonna do your thing and kind of what that was like
3: yeah so honestly I couldn't have done it without my dad he had me get all my tackle together because I was in school still and uh I could only get the weekend off and it was we left like right after class got out and so thanks to my dad for getting everything ready and we got the flight went well we were both worried that it might get canceled and that we would be stuck here but it went well and we made it and that was a huge relief right when we got there we had to do the interview and it was that was that was nervous because they got the lights on you and then they're like okay like tell us what you want to say and I'm like oh I don't know but (laughs) it was good it went good um talked about how was excited to be there and that I was glad my dad was with me and it was awesome and then the then we had the banquet and that was that was really cool we uh that we got to meet the our partners the people we were partnered with so then we had the banquet and we got introduced to our boat partners and I was partnered with the guy from Washington his name was Mason Bridges and his dad was our boat like my boat captain and we got to fish out of his boat, and it was really nice. What
0: kind of boat did he have?
3: A 21-foot Skeeter. Nice. I mean, I've never fished out of anything that nice other than the last competition I was in. I mean, it was incredible. I was like, whoa. I was like, I don't know if I should touch anything. Like, whoa. (laughs) It was was really cool. Their family is so nice. We still actually talked to them today. Um, They sent me, like, Christmas card, and we talked back and forth, let them know if they wanted to come up here, they could, and they said if we wanted to go up there, we could, and so that's honestly what this is all about, is just making friends, and we did that at both competitions, and I'm getting off a little off topic, but back to, (laughs) then we got our state champion prizes, the package, and that's just like for going to the competition, you don't have to like win anything, it's just for winning your state at that point, and it was filled with Probably a $1,000 or more.
1: Uh, yeah, at least. Probably 2000
3: yeah. At least, um, yeah, of prizes. And then, like I said, that was just for winning your state. And we got a 7-foot St. Croix bass casting rod. We got land shark sandals or shoes. Jeez. Really nice sunglasses. Maruki? <laughs> um, we got a really nice bass cat life jacket to keep us safe out on the water. Lures, scales, a portable live well away bag, hats, line cutter products, fishing line, and the certificate that I have hanging on my wall It says your state and that you won. It's really cool. And that's just started. I'm sure there was more prizes, but like I said, over probably $2,000 worth of prizes just for winning your state. And that was all Bill and all his hard work. So that was amazing.
1: Wow. <laughs> that's one. When- <laughs> And then when you walk in, here's these 54 sets of prizes for all the state winners. But then he also had up on the stage, he had all the prizes for the tournament. First off, when we walked in, uh, I'll let you talk about that, but there were so many things in there. It was almost, it's overwhelming when you you go to this, when he sets it up. How much stuff is there? Uh, High quality stuff.
3: Yeah. So he wants you, it's all on the stage and he wants you to walk around and look at everything. And he had... Oh my goodness, I can't even go on about the prizes. He had Mortar guide in Minnacota, 36-volt trolling motors. He had kayaks. He had power poles. Um, he had scholarships to Bethel University. I think five different scholarships, yeah. if I'm not wrong. He had trips to Mexico. He had gift certificates. He had rod and reel combos. There was so much more I don't even remember, honestly.
1: One of the gift certificates for $1,500 to AFTCO. Um there were the lithium pro thirty six volt batteries. It's a it's a single battery, but it's a thirty six mm-hmm. volt battery, and it weighed sixty pounds. You know, um, that's actually a sponsor of bills, uh, but they supplied several of those. There were just, and I think we're just touching the skim of the surface of it. There were uh, power pole. Uh, I think it's called the charge, where that's a uh, battery backup system. Mm-hmm. So it actually has a charging unit where it charges your batteries uh and then if they die for some reason it has an emergency you just push a button and it assists you starting your motor stuff like that so it's just wow i i'm kind of going off topic here but it was amazing sounds like a uh cooler prizes deal. yeah yeah i i mean all that stuff you're talking about i'm kind of drilling
0: on myself thinking about it so i bet you were too looking at all of that gear yeah. and being like man that would be cool to have but that's pretty neat
2: so katie what's One thing you ran into that you may not have expected during the tournament, an obstacle, and how did you overcome that obstacle?
3: I would say the weather was my biggest challenge. It had stormed three days prior to the tournament really hard, and then the day of the tournament, it was so nice and blue skies and clear, and so it wasn't very good fishing um, conditions for anybody who knows that. So it was tough on the water, and everybody knew that going in. Even Bill talked about it. He said that it would be tough, but that we needed to go out there and try our best and that's what we did and so that's that's how I came up it overcame it and everybody did we just went out there and tried our best so
0: when you went out there and fished boat launch was probably pretty early in the morning right so what time did you go out and just kind of walk us through the day and and what you guys did
3: starting that night I did not sleep well I just kept tossing and turning um I just couldn't sleep. I was so excited. You I'm like, are a true yeah. fisherman. Yeah, <laughs> happens every time. Yeah, I get really excited. And then I think we woke up at like four or something to get all of our gear. And then they had breakfast and lunch for us anglers. And we would just went down and had that. And then I drove over to the launch site at Bass Pro Chops with my boat partner. And then we waited in line and then we got in the boats. And they actually had people like launch us in to the boat or the launch area and it was so cool I mean I've never experienced anything like that and then we waited until light because it, at that point it wasn't even light yet and so we we're all all the boats on the water just waiting And everybody was so excited you could feel the tension in the air I mean seriously you could and then they had a prayer and they sang the national anthem which I thought was really cool and then everybody lined up and went zooming out and um I can't remember how fast you were allowed to go but it's faster than I've ever been It was really cool. We were just like so (laughs) fast.
0: I'm sure that Skeeter skittered across the water pretty good.
3: Yeah, it did. And so my partner had the boat for the first four hours. And we basically did whatever he wanted. We both had the same pretty much fishing technique. We were back in some bays just working some. We did rocks. We did grass. um, Basically anything we could. Found some trees. We worked all over. And then it was my turn. And we went back to the same bays that we fished earlier because it had gotten uh, warmer and we thought the fish might have come out at that point I had a bass follow a one of my crankbaits and I was so excited but he wouldn't commit and I was like oh man I like saw him and everything and I was like oh man so close but we kept fishing and we fished right until the very 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 end and uh, I ended up never catching anything and neither did my partner Well, that's, that's not true. I did catch a trout. And the thing about that is I, I love fishing all types of fishing, but I am truly a bass fisherman, but this competition and the competition in 2019, I caught a trout both times. So I'm starting to feel that I need to be a trout fisherman because I just, I keep catching them. So
0: you know why that was. It's because you're from Wyoming. Yeah,
3: exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that was pretty funny. Yeah, and then we had the the weigh in, and I'll let Dad talk about that because he got to see it. So
1: yeah, so Bill had set it up where he wanted this. Everything he does in this tournament, he wants it to be special, something that has never been done for kids like this. He designed the weigh in like the Bassmasters Classic. So when Kitty was talking about being uh you know, how they put them in the water, uh, the boat captains and the participants, they were in the boat the whole time. They had people actually ferrying and taxing the car, the vehicles around. So they never had to get out of their boats. Well, there's a place in Branson, Missouri. Uh, if you've ever been there, there's a place that uh, has, uh, flames and fountains and it's, it's down right downtown, uh, in this pavilion. Basically it's a giant mall, uh, but it goes right to the water's edge, and this these fire pipes and fountains and everything, it's just amazing. It goes right there, and then there's a big uh, it has like their seating there, it's like an auditorium that goes right to the water of Lake Tanny so it's very unique. Uh, and there were all kinds of people that were just happened to be there that were shopping and they showed up and got to see this. Um, and so they had. Everything set up on a little road that goes right there in between the the fountains and the, the fire and all that, and then uh, goes up to the to the pavilion and the, uh, the mall. Um, they had the weigh in right there. Uh, they had a the Aftco bass buggy. It was a giant uh, pontoon boat that had the aerators in it. So when they weighed the fish, they went right into the aerator there. Uh, on the boat and then they'd launch the boat and take the fish back out on the water. Um, but the kids didn't get to see this. They were lined up like, again, like in the Bassmaster classic where they're seated in the boats and they're going to drive the boats right up to the way in, um, right there with the pipe, the fire and the, all this. And so to start it, all the kids are lined up in the truck. So there's some of them that couldn't see it, but they, uh, you know, did the national anthem, uh, and it went off and everybody sang, but the, the, fountains and the flames were going off and i mean it was just it was it was breathtaking to to see that and um then the kids started pulling up and the kids would get out of the boat and if they had fish they'd come in and some of them didn't and they'd play tricks you know and it just it was really you know <laughs> it, it, most everybody had a really good attitude about it you know and uh, they'd come up and they'd talk about you know what they'd caught what they hadn't and uh, like i say unfortunately most kids uh, they either didn't get a bite or didn't even catch a fish. Um, so, uh, but that aspect of the, you know, pulling up like the Bassmaster Classic, I mean, it, that meant a lot to those kids. It really did. I think it meant something to Katie too.
0: So Katie, what did you feel like walking up there? Like, Just describe that.
3: I was so nervous, but the whole, only thing I could focus on was my dad. I found him in the front row and I just like was focused on him. I couldn't look at everything or I knew that I would get scared. But um, my uh, fishing partner he was also scared so while we are driving up there I was trying to comfort him I was like it's okay and I think he was like 14 and so I was like I've done this before I need to give him some like it's going to be okay I needed to tell him that and I told him that and he went up there and he did a good job and then I followed him and I was like okay if he can do it I can do it and like I said I just found my dad and I actually grabbed the microphone. I remember this and I'm like kind of embarrassed because he I think he was supposed to hold it cuz he held it for all the other kids and I didn't realize, but I know that I grabbed the microphone and I saw the look on his face and he was shocked and I was just like I didn't even mean to. I was just so nervous and then I just went and I was talking and the the conversation went great like honestly i just don't even know how it happened like how it went so great and then i walked off and i felt it felt really cool i got back in the boat we drove off it was it was really cool
0: <laughs> you're like i've taken over i've been on a podcast so i can
1: take yeah. the microphone
3: i for real awesome. i did i grabbed it and i was like to this day i'm still oh my goodness i can't believe you grabbed the microphone
1: you were the most confident
0: person on that stage that's awesome it doesn't surprise me after having you on the previous episode. So that's good. That's awesome.
1: So what was interesting is when we got the flights, um, we had prepared, Katie had a, she could bring five rods on the boat. So we had selected the five combinations that she was going to have. We're going to put them in a rod, a rod locker and put them on the plane with us. Um, well, we usually fly Southwest and Southwest. You can bring all kinds of bags, basically everything, but the kitchen sink. And we happen to be flying a different airline, you know, Uh, down there and back and pretty much the last minute I made the mistake of not figuring out what that was going to cost and of course everything we had her set up on were one-piece rods so our tube was seven feet six inches long unfortunately that was going to cost two hundred and fifty dollars to put on the plane one way so it was going to cost us five hundred dollars to get the poles down there and so I made a very good command decision that my wife thought was wonderful that we're going to (laughs) that night when we get there, we're going to go to Bass Pro Shops and buy five new rods.
3: Four new rods. We were expecting to get one at the.
1: Yeah. We were expecting that casting rod to be a spinning rod because it was in 2019. So I told her, Hey, I I can spend a little over a hundred dollars and make this work. I promise. Right. And then we could mail them back and save us $400. And so during the banquet, Uh, I left a little bit early to catch Bass Pro Shops before it closed and ran in, grabbed five rods, and (laughs) ran out real quick. I only spent like $140, which, you know, uh, is really good, I think. Uh, They were Mm -hmm. quality rods. They fit what she needed for her presentations. And then the story goes on. We we have big plans, and I had researched where to mail them out on a Sunday before our flight. Uh, Well, my research was... Not as good as I thought it was.
3: It happened to be Halloween, is I think was the problem. Oh, okay. That was it, probably.
1: <laughs> and the place we called to ship them with, uh, I got a quote when I was standing in there, and she said it's going to be $316. Uh, Katie, being so efficient, she found another store real quick, five minutes away, but it was four forty-five or they were closing at three, whatever. They were going to close in five minutes, and we're five minutes away. So she calls them and says, please, can you wait? We'll be there, because she quoted us like $30 to ship them. Great. They're already in a box. We'll race there. We'll do this. Drive across this five miles really fat, or I mean within the speed limit, (laughs) and (laughs) comes sliding up to the side of this thing, and the lady's about ready to lock the door, and we run in, and he said, we can't do it today. I said, I don't care if you have to do it next year. Just get me get them where they need to be and we're just super happy. I'll call you with the bill tomorrow. I said great. I'm thinking $30. Well, here we get a phone call the next day, $213. Oh jeez. So, it our little fishing rod escapade is uh
0: yeah. Hey, you just invested in some rods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I needed some more. <laughs> I don't know if your garage is
1: like mine, but like a whole wall is just like solid with rods. But I, I can't say anything publicly right now. My <laughs> wife's going to listen to this, and I don't think she knows how many I actually have. Yeah. Excuse me. We well,
2: don't sell, the, don't sell the rods. Just let your wife know but not to sell the rods for what you told for <laughs> you paid for them. That's right. Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's an interesting story. I So, David and I, we've traveled to Alaska to fish and, you know, taking rods and stuff it's always an interesting thing but I can imagine the sticker shock you got when you were like 500 bucks for a round trip for these things are you out of your mind that's a lot of money man one piece rods are very long so especially the ones you were using I wanted to ask you about this a little bit just tell me about the lake you were fishing and some of the dynamics with that and just kind of what was different than what you would normally do here
3: yeah so it was I don't remember how long it was, but we had like we had to stay between two bridges, basically. I want to say, and we could go anywhere in there. It was rocky, like I said earlier. Rocky. There was a lot of weeds. Um, we found some trees in the water. There had to have been structure in the water because I lost a couple of lures. So I was like, I know that there's something down there.
1: That just means you were doing something right.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I always tell her, if you're you're getting snagged, you're doing something right
3: actually I have a story about that. So I got caught on, I think it was an A rig and those things are not cheap for anybody who doesn't know. I was snagged and, um, my boat partner was trying to help me get it off. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. If we can't, we can snap it. Like my dad told me, like, he understands, like, just snap it off. We die. It's fine. And the guy's like, but like, that's really expensive. And I was like, I know, like, I know, but dad said it was okay. And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, we got to keep fishing. So we we ended up having to get that one to snap it off. But yeah, anyways, the Lake was really pretty. Um, I don't know. It was a lot of different, um, there was a lot more weeds on top and I'm not used to fishing that at the lake that I fish here. Right. And so I kept getting stuff on my, uh, lures at the beginning, but then I ended up switching the lures and then we figured it out by the end and it was, that was good. So that was something new that I had to take into account with the new rods. So that was interesting, but we figured it out and it was good.
0: <laughs> hey, you, you overcome adversity, you know, I mean, you do what you gotta do.
3: Exactly.
2: Well, we interrupt this, uh, great fishing podcast to bring you a great company that, uh, provides some great seasoning to brine, batter, and cook all your fish. And that company has been sponsoring us since the beginning of this podcast. I really can't say enough good about them. Uh, High Mountain Seasoning, I use them for, I mean, elk, deer, everything, salmon, trout. There's something, I mean, even if you're just cooking your hamburgers on your grill in your backyard and you didn't even go procure that protein, you just went went to Walmart and bought some cow, they have something to make any protein source better. So check them out high mountain
0: and i know high mountain did some uh, some sponsorship of katie so i'll let katie talk about that a little bit
3: yes high mountain was my biggest sponsor and it was really cool because i got a tour of the facility with hans it was really cool i got to see everything i got to see them packaging it i got to see them shipping it i i got a tour of their whole thing and for those of you who don't know that was right here in riverton which i thought was really cool i had no idea that was that was a thing so sh- huge shout out to high mountain Thank you so much for being my primary sponsor.
0: They are a bunch of great people. We're huge fans of them, like David said, and they do really have anything for you. If you're doing, you know, fish, beef, elk, it doesn't matter. They've got a little bit of everything. And I'm just really glad that that worked out, you know, that you you were able to get a sponsorship through them and and that they were able to help you and assist you on this trip. Speaking of that, uh, do you have any shout outs that you'd like to do uh, to people that helped you on this endeavor?
3: Yes. Like I said, shout out to High Mountain and Hans. Um, It was really cool at the tournament. Like I said, there was a Bass Pro Shops right there on the water and we actually went in and found the High Mountain seasoning and took pictures with it in my jersey with the High Mountain symbol. And it was really cool to see that. I want to shout out to Radcast Outdoors and Bow Spider, Patrick and David specifically. Um, for having me on the podcast and basically getting my story out there and starting this whole thing. Also, CWC, they got my story out there also, and that helped as well. PK Lures and Kurt Reef for sending me some lures that I definitely used in the competition. Um, and also, Rachel from North Dakota. This girl is amazing. I don't even know her. And she sent me this huge box of lures and fishing stuff that I used in my competition. And it was perfect for everything I was down there. I mean, this girl is incredible. And it had a rigs, like I said, that was those aren't cheap and it had crankbaits and literally everything that I could have possibly ever needed this huge box. So giant shout out to Rachel. She's amazing.
0: I would agree with that. And she is a heck of a bass fisherman too.
3: She's great definitely one of my friends and i don't even know her so (laughs) um i also want to thank my family and friends who gave me money to get down to the competition specifically david tina howie craig and gloria rose steve i think that's it i think (laughs) i want to say that's everybody yes so that's who i want to thank
0: that's awesome that's a pretty good list And you were able to go do something that most people will never, ever do. And I I think that's pretty special that you were able to do that. Is there anything else like that stuck out to you about the competition or this opportunity that you wanted to just tell people about?
3: I have some stories about the competition that we could talk about. So I shout out to the kid who won, his name is Evan Cox. He's from Colorado. He only got one bite the whole competition and it was the fish that he won. And like he said himself that it was a rough day, but he caught one fish and it was just over six pounds. So congratulations to him. I wanna call him out and say that was awesome. I have a story about this poor kid. He's used to uh, kayak competitions. And uh, in those competitions, you get your fish, take a picture, weigh it, throw the fish back. Like I said, he's used to these competitions, so that's exactly what he does. He gets the fish, takes a picture, weighs it and throws it back. And then the guy in the boat was like, oh my gosh, did you just throw that back? (laughs) And that was the only fish that guy caught the whole time. So he comes up on stage and tells that story and everybody was like, oh man. But he had a great attitude about it. He laughed, everybody laughed. So that was awesome. Oh, poor kid. (laughs) And then something else that I thought was awesome, including myself, there were four other or four girls there. So three other anglers. So I thought that was awesome. It's going up every year, the number of female anglers. And I'm really proud for all the girls that went out. And I mean, girl power, honestly, that's all I can say. So that was awesome.
0: That's really
2: cool. What encouragement would you give to people getting in fishing, but especially youth and young ladies? you know, to get into these tournaments.
3: Yeah, so at this specific competition, a lot of the anglers didn't even catch a fish or they maybe caught one or two fish. And I know some people were upset about that, but I honestly wasn't. And previous to the competition, I was a little worried that, I mean, all these people were sponsoring me and like listening to this podcast. And I had so many people behind me. And I told my dad the night before, I was like, what if I let everybody down? And he's like, girl, you cannot Everybody's here just to support you. They want you to have fun. It's all about just being at this competition and having fun. And so that's basically what I want to say is that just go out and have fun. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to have pressure on it. It doesn't have to be anything big. It's just get out there, have fun. And that's honestly one of Bill's biggest goals is just getting people outdoors. And he did that for me and for our family and all 54 of these other people times three different competitions and all the people who didn't even like who didn't catch a fish but were are still there they had fun i honestly like i said i just it's all about having fun and just getting out there and trying
0: i think that's a big part of just being in the outdoors in general i mean it's i think some people put a lot of pressure on themselves that they have to you know like if they're going hunting or fishing they gotta have a certain outcome but Really. It's just about, like you said, getting out there and having a good time. And I think, you know, as a parent, sometimes I get a little too stressed out, like when I take my kids fishing, cause I feel the pressure that they got to catch fish. And so I go into it a little stressed out and I have to remember to like tone it down a couple of notches just cause I'm like, okay. We're here to have fun. We may catch fish. We may not. But you do feel that pressure. Um, and I know David feels it, too. Sometimes when you're out in the field, it's like, man, you got to get this done. But the kids just love being out there. And they, they they love being in the outdoors and just having fun with their parents or their friends. And like you in this tournament, with, you met new people that you would have never met. So I don't know, David. What do you think about that?
2: I was going to completely uh, compliment that Patrick is. You know, there's definitely the pressure when you're taking either somebody new. I mean, obviously hunting isn't a competition like this fishing competition was. But, you know, if you're just on the lake for the day fishing or if you're just up in the woods hunting for the day, I sometimes tend to turn it into a little bit of a competition against myself and trying to at least produce an exceptionally quality trip for whoever I've invited along. And that can be a little bit undue pressure that, kind of actually ruins the experience instead of just being in the moment enjoying it you know obviously no matter where we at we gotta have some set of goals and we want to meet those goals whether we're rock climbing mountain biking dirt bike racing but I think trying to rein that perspective in and, and remember that we're out there to do this as a hobby is fun and to to recreate and not make it so complex. Yeah.
0: I think that's right on. And I wanted to talk about PK lures a little bit, just because I know they helped you in this journey and just kind of talk about the company and what they've done for that. I know, um, Pat O'Grady, when he started the company, he was big into doing donations for kids fishing tournaments and helping with that. And Kurt has continued the same thing. And, and, and I think he's done a really good job of that. And,
2: you know, and we've had Pat O'Grady on the podcast.
0: Yeah. He was like, um, one of our first guests and, you know, it's, it's people like that, that help perpetuate this sport and make it possible. Like Bill also, you know, putting on these tournaments, doing what he's done. And, you know, I would encourage you as a listener to support these companies, you know, like PK lures, they put their money where their mouth is. They help support kids fishing initiatives. And, you know, they're always willing to help with, you know, things like Katie's endeavor. And so you know, don't forget about those guys. Cause I mean, they're, they're legit. They're, they're good folks and they put out good products. Um, so don't forget about pklure.com. Just wanted to throw that in there, but I also want to talk about the tournament. Cause I understand that the tournament is not going to happen this next year, at least as it stands right now. So can you fill us in a little bit on that?
3: So, yeah, we have a little bit of sad news. A competition is not happening right now. It's not going to happen next year. I mean like 2020, I guess it is the new year so this year um Bill just has worked so hard over the last three years that it's taken away from his family time and just his life and he loves it and he's super sad that he can't continue it and it was really his dream and I think that he needs to be proud that he did this for three years because you should have seen the competition it it is unlike anything ever like my dad said he's been to fishing competitions that don't even hold a candle to this. Like Bill worked 365 days so hard. So I think he needs to be proud of that. And I am definitely proud of him for that. And I know everybody else that was at this competition was. But yeah, so he's not going to be able to do the competition this year. Um, I think he was hoping that someone was going to help pick it up and help him like basically work with him. But be the primary person and that didn't happen so but we're hoping that it might still
0: well i hope that (laughs) there is an opportunity in the future for other anglers because that is what really gets people juiced up about the sport you know it's it's sad to see it go away but i also understand like at some point you get so many commitments and so many things that your life gets too crazy but hopefully that can come back so that leads me to my next and last question for you is what's next for you
3: and like i said i don't really have any upcoming fishing competitions or anything i think any future fishing endeavors this year might just be me and my dad having fun on the lake I know the last three years that it's been, I mean, not stressful, but like we've been out there to catch the one or five this year, big fish. <laughs> and it was like constantly we're fishing for these fish. And I don't know. I remember from my childhood that it was like we would go out there just to have fun and lake days. So I think we're excited to get back to that. Yeah. And I'm going back to nursing school. So that's also next for me. It's not related to... Um, fishing but that's, that's a big deal, my huh? future yeah. that starts the 10th so looking forward to that um that'll be my second semester and that's basically what I have right now
0: that's great well don't give up fishing now that you're done tournament fishing obviously I I think some of my best days on the water are just family days you know fishing my dad and I've done tons of those and you never forget that stuff and you aren't guaranteed tomorrow, so you've got to get them in while you can. So you guys better get out there and get on the water. I better see you out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just keep after it. Keep going. You know, find that next mission and goal and dream, and you'll achieve it. You know, I think that's what you, you said in nursing school, and my wife's a nurse, and it took, took a lot of uh, lot of with men doing a lot of studying on my part just to get her, her nursing degree. But it can be done. You'll you'll get there, you'll make it, you know, it's a struggle, but that's where, that's where we find the beauty in life is when we struggle. If it was just easy every day, you know, I don't think we'd have anything to talk about.
3: Yes, I totally agree. And thank you for the encouragement.
0: (laughs) And I just want to say thank you to both of you for coming on the podcast again. We've really enjoyed being a part of this journey. You know, you thanked us for helping with this. I was just excited to have you on the podcast, really. I mean, it's, it's a really cool opportunity. I'm proud of you you did this and you represented our state again, hopefully it'll come back and, you know, we can have another young female angler kick everybody's butt and <laughs> go to the competition. Cause I mean, it's just really cool to see. So I want to thank you both for being on the podcast. It's, it's great to have you both.
1: So thank you, Patrick and David, we both appreciate you very much. Uh, like I say, uh, we can't put in perspective how you two have been, been involved and um, been a part of this. You know it's a journey that we all took together and like I say it's created friendships and things that we we didn't know uh that were going to be ahead of us and so thank you both
3: yes yeah. thank you so much It's honestly this competition has changed my life but also being on this podcast has changed my life life also because of all of the things that have come out of it and I never thought I would be doing a podcast because, like (laughs) you said earlier, don't really like being the center of attention. But I had a great time and I am really blessed to be here.
0: Uh, David and I were talking about this uh, after the last podcast. It's hard to believe we've done this for two years now. And, you know, this is episode 73. And so, I mean, we've. (laughs) We've done a lot of different topics and a lot of cool things, but you know, we're really trying to grow this thing too. all of you who are listening. One of the biggest things that you can do to support this podcast is download the episode and tell your friends about it because this, this podcast has almost 10,000 downloads and it's because of word of mouth. And so if you guys can help us continue that, that would be great. You know, we, we also like to hear from you, um, on social media and other things like that. And so give us feedback and we want to hear from you, right, David?
2: If there's a guest out there that you think would be a, a good fit for our show or you want us to talk to somebody or if there's a topic we haven't covered and you you're sitting there going, Hey, I well, want you guys to cover this, you know, definitely give us some feedback, get a hold of us, Radcast Outdoors as the website. You know, and we're we're uh, obviously got the socials, we have a private social page. So if you start following along, we'll Patrick kind the admins, we'll get you hooked up on there and we share even more tips and tricks on there. So, yeah, we can't, I mean, the listeners is what this is all about, So we'll have to thank those guys.
0: So, again, if you can help us out and download, rate, subscribe, do all those things, that would be great. And we'll come back again here soon with another episode of Ragcast Outdoors.